Welcome to Zichru Daf Simanim. I remember I have Ram Goldar and today Mazekas Ksubas Daf Mem, the third parak El Naaros. The Zichru Mazekas Ksubas program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazachas Torah. So the three daps are going to focus on number one. The Mishnah and Daf Lamed Tess Amadov stated that one who violated a woman must be Shosa Ba'atziso, drink from his pot, and must marry her even if she's lame, blind, or a Mukhashchin, covered in boils. However, if there was an improper matter found in her, such as she committed adultery after their marriage, or she is unfit to marry a Jew, such as a Mamzeris, he is not permitted to keep her, for the Pasuk states, and she shall be to him a wife, which implies Isha Haruilo, a woman who is fit for marriage to him. Rav Kana said that he stated the following argument in the presence of Rav Zvid from Narda. Let the Asi of his marrying her be Docha the Losase of not marrying a woman he is not fit to marry. Rav Zid responded that we say, Asi Docha Losase, in cases like Mila and Saras, where it's impossible to choose not to fulfill the Asi. But here, although the violator has the mitzvah to marry the woman, if she says, I do not want him as a husband, is there any mitzvah's Asi at all? Rashi explains that in all cases of unfit women, we instruct them to say that she does not want the violator to be a husband, so that there is no mitzvah's ase. Pointing to the second mission on the Duff explains how the compensation of Boshus Bagam, embarrassment and depreciation are calculated, and concludes, Knas Shavabuko Adam. The Knas is the same for every person. And every monetary hue that has a fixed amount from the Torah is the same for every person. The Gemara asks, why not say that the 50 slime is the payment for all three things? After Rabbi Zerah's two attempted answers were refuted, Abai answers, that the Pusik states the violator pays the knas, tachas esher inat, because he has afflicted her, which implies that they are paid specifically because he violated her, and besides this payment for affliction, there are additional payments of Bosho Supagam. Rabbi gives an alternative answer from the Pasuk that states, The man who lay with her shall give the father of the girl 50 silver shekels. This implies that for the pleasure of lying with her, he pays 50 shekels to the father. From here we can infer that there are additional payments of embarrassment and depreciation. And point number three, the Gemara is how we know that the payments of Boshus Bagam are paid to the father and not to the daughter herself. After attempts to prove that there is a Torah source that the father's paid are refuted, it answers, Mestabed the Aviyah. It's logical that they go to the father. The boy, Masalel Manuvu Mukhushkin, for if he wishes, he can give her over to a man who is repulsive or afflicted with boils. Rashi explains that it is in the father's rishus to embarrass her and depreciate her value through relations with a repulsive person in exchange for the Kedushan money. Since the violator preempted the father by embarrassing her and depreciating the value he causes the father to lose out from the money he could have received. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah Davlam Tess Amadov state that one who violated a woman must be Shosa Ba'atsiso, drink from his pot, and must marry her, even if she is lame, blind, or a Mukhashchin, covered in boils. However, if there was an improper matter found in her, such as she committed adultery after their marriage, or she is unfit to marry a Jew, such as a Mamzeris, he is not permitted to keep her, for the Pasuk states, and she shall be to him a wife, which implies Isha Haruilo, a woman who is fit for marriage to him. Rav Kahana said that he stated the following argument in the presence of Rav Zvid from Narda. Let the Asi of his marrying her be Docha the Losase, of not marrying a woman he is not fit to marry. Rav Zid responded that we say, in cases like Mila and Saras, where it's impossible to choose not to fulfill the Asi. 
But here, although the violator has the mitzvah to marry the woman, if she says, I do not want him as a husband, is there any mitzvahs ase at all? Rashi explains that in all cases of unfit women, we instruct them to say that she does not want the violator to be a husband, so that there is no mitzvah ase. Pointing to the second mission of the Duff explains how the compensation of Boshus Bagam, embarrassment and depreciation, are calculated and concludes, Knas Shabbat Adam. The Knas is the same for every person. And every monetary chiyuv that has a fixed amount from the Torah is the same for every person. The Gemara asks, why not say that the 50 slaim is the payment for all three things? After Rabbi Zerah's two attempted answers were refuted, Abai answers, that the Pusik states the violator pays the knas, tachas esher inak, because he has afflicted her, which implies that they are paid specifically because he violated her. And besides this payment for affliction, there are additional payments of Bosho Subagam. Rabbi gives an alternative answer from the Pasuk that states, The man who lay with her shall give the father of the girl 50 silver shekels. This implies that for the pleasure of lying with her, he pays 50 shekels to the father. From here we can infer that there are additional payments of embarrassment and depreciation. And pointing with you, the Gemara is how we know that the payments of Boshus Begum are paid to the father and not to the daughter herself. After attempts to prove that there is a Torah source of the father's paid are refuted, it answers, Mestabed the Aviyah. It's logical that they go to the father. The boy for if he wishes, he can give her over to a man who is repulsive or afflicted with boils. Rashi explains that it is in the father's rishus to embarrass her and depreciate her value through relations with a repulsive person in exchange for the Kedushan money. Since the violator preempted the father by embarrassing her and depreciating the value, he causes the father to lose out from the money he could have received. All right, so now we go to our Simradaf Mem, and our standard sim relates to Mayim, water, but we use a pool, a swimming pool, as the sim to make it a little more distinct. So here goes. When the Na'ara Mamzeris was instructed to say she doesn't want to marry her violator, he dove into the pool to escape the Boshu's become payments, which are not included in the Kanas but was captured by her father, who was eager to receive them, and was planning to marry her off to a Mukashkin. Once again, it's slow motion. When the Nara Mamzeris was instructed to say she doesn't want to marry her violator, he dove into the pool. Pool? That must be on Daf Mem Maim, swimming pool. When the Nara Mamzeris was instructed to say she doesn't want to marry her violator, which reminds us, if one violates a woman who is unfit to marry a Jew, such as a Mamzeris, he's not permitted to keep her. For the Pusik states, Velosiele Isha, and she shall be to him a wife, which implies Isha Haruilo, a woman who is fit for marriage to him, Rav Kahana said. That he said the following argument in the presence of Rav Zvid from Nardah. Nese Asiva Nidhe Losase, let the Asivas marrying her be Docha, the Losase of not marrying a woman who is not fit to marry. Ravzid responded that we say, Ase Dochi Losase in cases like Mila and Saras, where it's impossible to choose not to fulfill the Ase. But here, although the violator has the mitzvah to marry the woman, if she says, I do not want him as a husband, is there any mitzvah's Ase at all? Rashi explains that in all cases of unfit women, we instruct them to say she doesn't want the violator to be a husband, so that there is no mitzvah's Ase. So when the Nara Mamzeris was instructed to say she doesn't want to marry her violator, he dove into the pool to escape the Boshes begum payments, which are not included in the Kanas, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, why not say that the 50 slime is the payment for Kanas, Boshes, and Pagum? Abai answers that the Pusik states that the violator pays the Kanas, Tachas Hashir Inat, because he has afflicted her, which implies that they are paid specifically because he violated her. And besides his payment for affliction, there are additional payments of Boshes begum. Rabbah gives an alternative answer from the Pusik that states, Vanasana Isha Shochev Yimala Avihanara Chamishin Kesef. 
The man who lay with her shall give the father of the girl 50 silver shekels. This implies Hanos Shechiva Chamishim, that for the pleasure of lying with her, he pays 50 shekels of the father. But called the Echaboshes Begum. From here we can infer that there are additional payments of embarrassment and depreciation. So, when the Nara Mamzeris was instructed to say she does not want to marry her violator, he dove into the pool to escape the Boshes Begum payments, which are not included in the Kanas, but was captured by her father, who was eager to receive them and was planning to marry her off to Amukashin, which reminds us. It's logical that Boshas and Magam go to the father, for if he wishes he can give her over to a man who is repulsive or Amukashin afflicted with boils. Rush explains that it's in the father's rishus to embarrass her and depreciate her value through relations with a repulsive person in exchange for the Kedushan money. So since the violator preempted the father by embarrassing her and depreciating her value, he causes the father to lose out from the money he could have received. So once again, when the Nara Mamzeris was instructed to say that she does not want to marry her violator, he dove into the pool to escape Boshes Begum payments, which are not included in the Kanas, but was captured by her father who was eager to receive them and was planning to marry her off to a Mukashin. All right, now it's time for Four Blabak Hazara. Daf Vav. So the Simra Daf Vav is a Lulav. So here goes. The Koresh is holding a Lulav, a Lulav. That must be more on Daf Vav. The Koresh was holding a lulav with a sign on it that said, Please speak up on my behalf regarding a Tanis Basulim, which reminds us, the Gemara explains that the ton of a price of the taught that a Koresh and a Shota cannot have a claim of Tanis Basulim brought against them is Rabbi Gamliel, for just as he believes a woman who said that she was violated after receiving her Kedushin so that she doesn't lose her Ksuba, so too here in the case of the Koresh and the Shota, she doesn't lose her Ksuba, for we would say that if she had been mentally competent, she would claim that she was violated after Kedushin. When the woman asked if one actually heard that this was Rabbi Gamliel's position, when the woman herself does not make the claim, it answers that it's based on the principle of psach pichal open your mouth on behalf of the mute, which means one should speak up on behalf of those who cannot do so for themselves. So the Haresh is holding a lulav with a sign on it that said, please speak up on my behalf regarding a Tanis Basulim. Didn't hear the crash when the blind girl using a lulav as a cane fell down and struck the ground, which reminds us it was stated in Abraisa. Sumcha says in the name of Rabbi Meir, Sume Emla Tanis Basulim. A blind woman cannot have brought against her a Tanis Basulim because a blind girl is likely to fall and strike the ground, which would cause her to lose her dumb Basulim. Since she doesn't see that she's bleeding, she doesn't show her mother. So the Haresh is holding a lulav with a sign on on it that said, please speak up on my behalf regarding Atanas Basulim. Didn't hear the crash when the blind girl using a lulav as a cane fell down and struck the ground after tripping over a freed captive woman who was sitting eating truma while counting her kanas. Which reminds the Gemara explains of Rebbe Yehuda who says that a Shvuya who is ransomed is still in her state of purity, even if she's old, meaning older than the three, and she doesn't lose her right to receiving a kanas, is not necessarily saying the same thing as Rebbe Dosu who holds Shvuya Ochelis Petruma, a former captive woman who's a Baskolan is permitted to eat Truma. They might have different reasons for being lenient. Daf Lamed Zayin, so the Simmer Daf Lamed Zayin is laser tag. So here goes. The referees at the fierce Kamli by the Rabbi Minei laser tag tournament between one Chayv Misa and another Chayv Malkas, which reminds us, the more explains why there are two sources for the principle of Kamli by the Rabbi Minei, one for Chayv Misa and the other for Chayv Malkas. So the referees at the fierce Kamli by the Rabbi Minei laser tag tournament between one Chayv Misa and another Chayv Malkas, who refused to take atonement money for murderers facing execution, which reminds us, the Gemara explains why it was necessary to teach that a murderer Mamezid can't give Kofor atonement money to redeem his life, and also to teach separately that one who kills Bishogig and sent to an Ir Miklat can't give Kofor and redeem his life. 
So the referees at the Kamwe with the Rabbi Mine laser tag tournament between one Chai Misa and another Chai Malkus, who refused to take atonement money for murderers facing execution or heading to the Ari Miklat, declared the one who zapped his opponent in the neck the victor, since he chose. Amisa Yafa, which reminds us, Lagmar explains that those executed with Saif are executed with a sword to the neck, and that it's learned from the parsha of Egla Rufa, but we don't learn from that parsha that it's with an axe and at the back of the neck, because we learn from the Pasuk of Vahaftel Rechel Kamocha that we must choose Amisa Yafa, a more favorable death. So the simmer Dafamadches is a Devralach, and we use chicken soup. So here goes. The Nari eating from a bowl of comforting chicken soup, chicken soup, that must mean we're on Daf Lamadches, a Devralach. The Na'ari eating from a bowl of comforting chicken soup after being engaged, divorced, and then violated, which reminds us of the Malchus between Yossi Agli and Rabbi Kiva, whether a Nara that was engaged, divorced, and then violated receives a Kanas. The Malchus is based on how they understand the Pasuk of Asholo Arasa, who was not engaged. So the Na'ari eating from a bowl of comforting chicken soup after being engaged, divorced, and then violated that she bought with the 50 silver shkalim she had been given, which reminds us we discussed where we learned that a Ma'anas and Mafanta must pay 50 silver shkalim, whether it's from the Gezer Shava of Asholo Arasa in the Parshios of the Ma'anas and Mafanta, or according to Biosia Galili, it's from the Pasuk of Kesev Yishkol Kamoha Basulos. So the Nari eating from a bowl of comforting chicken soup after being engaged, divorced, and then violated, that she bought with the 50 silver shkalim she had been given, sent a bowl over to the distraught father of a Na'ar Basul who died after being violated, since he received nothing. Which reminds us, Abaya said, Ba'alel Mesa Pater, if one violated a Na'ar Basul and she died before the violator was sued by the father and found liable by Basin, he's Pater from payment for the Pusik states, Vanasan Latviha Na'ara, and he, referring to the violator, shall give to the father of the Na'ara fifty silver coins. The superfluous expression of Na'ara teaches that the fine is paid to the father of the Na'ara, Valola Avi Mesa, and not to the father of a deceased girl. The Gemara says that what was obvious to Abaya was the basis of a question for Rava. Daflamates, so the Simur Daflamates is a letter, and we often use a mailman. So here goes. The mailman, mailman, that must be more Daflamates, letter. The mailman who delivered the knas package to the Na'ara, who got married after she was violated, which reminds us, Rav asked the Bai, what's the halacha? If one violated a Na'ara and she became engaged before the violator was found guilty. Abaya answered, the Pasuk does not say, and the violator shall give to the father of the Na'ara who was not engaged. And this is different from the case where she got married. For just as her becoming, a Bulgaris removes a daughter from her father's Ushus, and marriage removes her from her father's Ushus, then just as in the case of a Bulgaris where one violates her as a Na'ara and she becomes a Bulgaris before judgment, she gets the Kanas, so too in the case of her marrying, she gets the Kanas. But with regard to Kedushin, she's not completely removed from her father's Ushus, in that her father and her husband can annul her nadarim. So the mailman who delivered the kanas package to the Na'ara, who got married after she was violated, along with a big poster from Basin, listing the differences between Ha'onis and the Mafata, which reminds us, the next Mishnah listed differences between Ha'onis and the Mafata in terms of the payments that are made and when they must marry the woman. So the mailman who delivered the kanas package to the Na'ara, who got married after she was violated, along with a big poster from Basin, listing the differences between Ha'onis and the Mafata, overheard her tell her father she was so grateful he prevented her marriage to the one who violated her. 
from happening. Which reminds us, it was taught in the Bryce that in both cases of seducer and the violator, both she and her father can prevent the marriage from taking place. The Gemara asks, where is it known that the father can block the marriage if she's violated? Abaya answered, It's logical that the sinner should not be rewarded for his sin. And Rabbi said, is the call of Homer. If in the case of the seducer who only went against the will of the father, both the girl and the father can prevent the marriage, then all the more so with the violator who went against the will of the father and the daughter, he or she can prevent the marriage. All right, now it's time to conclude with the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you learn on Nara who gets engaged after she's violated? The father keeps the knus, but if she gets married, she gets to keep it. That's on Duff. Lama test. Good number two. Which stuff did we learn Boshas and Pagam go to the father since he's the one who's losing out? Since he could have married her off to Manuva or Mukashkin, that's on Duff. Mem. Good number three. Which of the one from the Ego Rufa that Saif is connected that Savar, the neck, and it's done in the front of the neck because it's a Misa Yafa, that's on Duff. Zain. Good number four. Which something when the Nabai said that the father of Atnara who was violated but died before Basin Paskin does not receive the Knast, that's on Duff. Good number five. Which of the when the father can block the marriage in the case of an onus as well, according to Abai Shoyechote Niskar, and according to Rabba based on the call of Homer. That's on Duff. Lama test. Good number six. Which of the when Yochanan Asander holds that if one cooks but makes it on Shabbos, the dish is forbidden to everyone forever. That's on Duff. Lama dog. Good number seven. Which of the when Boshes and Pagam are not included in the Knas payment. That's on Duff. Ma'am, good number eight. Which of the learn why two sources are brought for Kamalei with the Rabbimine? One for Chavi Misa and one for Chavi Malkas. That's on Duff. Amadzain. Good number nine. Which stuff do we have the mission that lists the differences between Haonis Vahamafata? That's on Duff. Amates. Good at number ten. Which stuff do we instruct a woman who cannot marry her violator, such as a mamzeris, to say she does not want to marry him? And this is not a case of an asidokhalosase. That's on Duff. Mem. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Gotham Zikh wishing you a great day and great learning.